Hey, Deborah, listen to this. Listen to this. Paul is writing in Philippians chapter 2, Wherefore God has exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, at the name of Jesus, oh my, every knee should bow of things in the heaven, things in the earth, and below the earth. Woo! And that every tongue shall confess that Jesus, the Christ, oh my goodness, is Lord to the glory of God, the Father. Oh my goodness, the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus. And now what Peter said, why do you look at me like I did something? When Peter and John, they laid their hands and they stretched out and they raised that man at the gate beautiful and he started to walk. And they said it was the name of Jesus. And faith in the name of Jesus that made that man whole today. Oh, my goodness. That name of Jesus. You have a right. You have a right to speak that name. You have a covenant right to speak that name. You have the right to speak that in the workplace. You have the right to speak that at home. Don't be ashamed to speak it. Don't ever be ashamed to speak the name of Jesus. There is a fight going on right now to keep the body of Christ from speaking the name of Jesus. Speak the name of Jesus. you got a right to speak that name. Speak it. Speak it. Speak that name. Oh, my goodness. Speak the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Speak the name of Jesus. Glorify the name of Jesus. In Psalms 138, David is saying, I'm going to praise you, Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods will I sing, and I'll praise unto you. Before the kings, before everything in heaven, before everything on earth, I'm going to praise that name. I'm going to praise your name. I will worship towards your holy temple. Of course, in that days, that's where they they faced. And I'm going to praise your name. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to praise your name for thy loving kindness. That word is hesed. That's hesed in the Hebrew. That is promises made by covenant. Because the promises you made by covenant through your name, through your name, which we have a right to speak. We have a right to say. We have authority to say that name. And for your truth, for you have magnified thy word above all thy name. You have made your promise. You have spoken your word, and you're not going to back down from it. And your name is associated with that promise. That's a promise for God. He is never going to back down his word. He will never back down his hesed, his covenant from you. He will never forsake you. He will never forsake that word, no matter what kind of trouble it is. That's why David said when he cried out in the times of trouble, the Lord responded to me. He answered me. Oh, my goodness. Verse 8 in that same chapter, the Lord will perfect. He will complete. He will make sure he completes that what he says in your life. He'll perfect that which concerns you. Everything that concerns you, everything that concerns you, he's going to perfect it. He's going to perfect it. He's not going to back out of it. Thy mercy, oh, thy hesed. There's that word hesed again. Your loving kindness and your promises that you've made. You will not back down from that promise. You will always remember that promise. Oh, Lord, it endures forever. It's limitless. It's limitless. There is no limit to it. No limit. It is forever in the name of Jesus. Forever. And you will not forsake the works of your hand. You know, in Psalm 71, verse 7, it says, "You are." David said, I'm a wonder of the Lord. I'm a living example. I am proof that there's a God. 
I am a miracle that there is a God. Oh, my goodness. His hands, his hands. Is this not 2022? It is, right? Did we not hear from Dr. Savell? Did the Lord not tell Dr. Savell to witness and to say to us, to testify to us that this is the year of the open hand, that his hands will not draw back, that his hands are extended, right? He has given that word, unusual, supernatural, and extraordinary provisions, right, by the Lord. Hallelujah. That's the name. That's the name. That's the name of the Lord. That's the name of the covenant. Oh, I take joy in that. I take joy in that, in the name of Jesus. Oh, you cry out that name, and he hears. You cry out that name, and he remembers. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you so much, Lord. Thank you so much, Lord. In Hosea chapter 6, verse 6, the Lord is, is speaking through the prophet, and he says this, I desire, this is what I want to do more than anything, I desire hesed. I desire mercy. I desire hesed. That's my heart. That's what the Lord said. That's my heart. I desire hesed. I desire covenant with you. I desire it in the knowledge of God, the knowledge of that covenant. That's what I desire. Jesus even said it. He even quoted it back to the Pharisees. He said, go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. No, I want that relationship. I want you to know. He used the word Elohim. I want you to know God the Father, God the Son, the Holy Spirit. I want you to know covenant. I want you to have knowledge and skill of that covenant. I want you to be able to use my name. I want you to be able to use the words I've spoken. I want you to walk in victory over your health, over your finances, over your family in the name of Jesus. That's what I want. I want you to learn how to walk in it. I want you to learn how to have that compassion and how to live in it, how to thrive in it, how to grow in it, how to excel in it. That's what I desire. That's my desire. Jesus, thank you so much for that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Just take your hands and cup them. If there's anything that's going on in your life right now, anything, whether it's a healing, whether it's finances, whatever it is, you come before a king, right? In Ecclesiastes chapter 8, when the king speaks, that's his command. Who's going to tell him no? Who's going to tell the king what? Who's going to tell the king that he can't have his commandment when he speaks it, right? And then Solomon goes on to say this. He says there's a time and there's a procedure. There's a way to go about this, right? Don't be in a hurry to run out of his presence. Just just relax, be humble. You're in the presence of a king, right? You're in his presence. He has already spoken, right? You don't have to fear. You don't have to be afraid, right? You don't have to, all right? So the right words, spoken at the right time, right? Right words, spoken at the right time. With the name of Jesus. You know what's going to happen. I, you, know, you know you're in haste. He said, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 8, you, I know there's a problem. But you don't have to be in haste. You could just sit there and relax. You could just sit there and you can come before the Lord with it. Now say this, in the name of Jesus, name of Jesus. be gone. Be gone. Whatever it is. If it's healing, speak it. Confess it. Confess it over yourself right now. If it's finances, confess it right now in the name of Jesus. Peter said you humble yourself before the Lord. You you come, you believe, you expect, right? And you just cast that care over on him, right? Because he cares for you. That's what Jesus said. My yoke is eaten, my, my burden is light. That's what I do. I come before the Lord. Man, I heard this from a man of God one time. I wait till I'm qualified to speak. So I won't be in a hurry. And I'll spend time with the Lord and I'll pray. 
but I'll wait for that right word to speak. I'll wait for that right word to say to the situation. Sometimes it takes a day for me to get it, but, I ain't, but I'm not going to say anything against it in the name of Jesus, but I speak it when it comes. Because I know that if I speak it in the name of Jesus, it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. That's God's promise when you put the promise attached to it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And then we thank him, right? Oh, my goodness, we thank him. Oh, Pastor Justin, when you said praise the name of the Lord, I'm telling you, (laughs) Moses wanted to see the glory of the Lord, right? He wanted to see the glory of the Lord, right? And God says, all right, I'll show you my glory. You can't see me. You're going to fry to a crisp, right? You get in a rocket ship, go to the sun. That'll give you an example. You're going to burn the closer you get to it. He says, your flesh just can't stand in front of me to live. But I'm going to show you my glory. So what does he do? He speaks his name, the Lord, the Lord. And then he starts talking about covenant. He starts talking about long-suffering, mercy, grace, goodness, loving kindness, covenant words. He even uses the word covenant in there. And he starts, I I can just see him pronouncing himself as he goes before Moses, praising his own name, lifting his own name up, the Lord, the Lord, strong in mercy, great in mercy, to a thousand generations, loving kindness, mercy, mercy, showing it to you. That's what he wanted to reveal to Moses. Pastor, Pastor Justin was talking about on Sunday when he was talking about righteousness. Philip, how long have you been with me? This is the glory of the Lord. Why do you say, show me the Father? No, no, no. It's that relationship. It's that righteousness on the inside of you. It's knowing who you are in that state of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, and having that in you. Oh, my goodness. That's it. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, so much. Well, God bless you all. You can be seated. Hallelujah. The name of Jesus. Thank you, Sister Deborah. Thank you, Brother Joseph. These guys will help me out a lot of times in the Zoom meetings. And uh, Sister Deborah, always, it's always fun when the Holy Spirit starts coming. She'll start. She'll just start ministry. It's just hilarious. I'll say something, and Deborah will look at me, and then she'll say, this is what he means. And then she'll speak it out and say it in about two or three words. Levy was with me that one time. We just started laughing. It was just hilarious. That was a fun one. But why do you sing Jesus loves me? Why does she sing Jesus loves me all the time to those girls and she says it? Is your mic still on? Why do you sing Jesus loves me? Why do you always sing the name of Jesus and Jesus loves me? Um, I tell them because I I sing that song because that song is, I started singing a song in Sunday school. And a lot of our children that's there don't know any other songs. So I try to get that down in their hearts that Jesus loved them. And no matter what you have done, it have not stopped the love of Jesus. So I constantly sing that song because actually they love it and they will sing with me. And and I want them to get it down in their very hearts because they have done some, a lot of things, but they have to know that Jesus still loved them. Amen. Excellent introduction. Thank you, Deborah. Thank you for letting me put you on the spot there. <laughs> You know, those kids actually ask for the words of that song. And so she sent it to them. And, uh, of course, there's more verses to that. And, and they, <laughs> Chaplin even said, you know, I, I didn't realize there were more verses to that. You know, <laughs> Well, hallelujah. God bless you all. What a joy and an honor and a privilege it is to be here. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you so much for this body of believers. Tonight, Lord, you have asked us to talk about passion and compassion. That comes with it. Vision and prayer, Father, in the name of Jesus. So those three keys that are the keys to winning the multitudes, Father, 
in the name of Jesus. And so, Father, as we speak these words tonight, Lord, Holy Spirit, I know you're going to move in them. I know you're going to speak to them in the name of Jesus. And it's going to be your words, your words that are going to resonate in their hearts, that are going to go before their eyes and get in their ears. Holy Spirit, you always, always show up. Jesus, you're always there in, your, in the presence when your name is spoken. So I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go to the book of Matthew. We're going to go to the ninth chapter. Matthew chapter 9. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 9. And we're going to go toward the end of it. Let's see. We're going to go to verse... I'm going to start in verse 35. Matthew chapter 9, verse 35. And Jesus, he went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Hey, that's what we do. We preach the gospel of the kingdom. We're doing exactly the same thing Jesus has done. No different. Preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Healing every sickness... Every sickness and every disease among the people. Verse 36. But when he saw. You know, thank you, Lord, that we have the eyes that see. When we walk into a situation or we're in a situation or we're out and about with our family or we're out and about. You give us the eyes that see in the name of Jesus. It's interesting because when I rode out with the cops last month, there was a kid who got a couple thousand dollars stolen from him. A gold watch that he had. That was given to him, an expensive watch. He's thinking about what was stolen from him. And the Holy Spirit had me focus on what the Lord's going to do is wants to restore him a hundredfold. He was giving me eyes to see to talk to this young man. He got his watch back, and, and they found some more of the money. And I told him the Lord, was gonna, the Lord told me he's going to restore the rest of it. But he kept focusing on that. And so he finally allowed me to pray over him and talk to him. He gave me the eyes to see, right? And I said, the Lord's going to get you out of this place where you're staying and where you're living at right now. He's got a better plan than this that you have right now. And in five years from now, I believe you're going to have a family. You're going to have good kids. You're going to have a good job. You're going to have all these things going on. And you're going to be praising the name of the Lord. Now, his sister, they showed up, the two sisters. They didn't want to believe it. So the Lord had me start ministering them. They just didn't want to hear it. You think that stops me? No, I just keep right on praising the name of Jesus. I just joy. I'm just walking around in joy, just talking to him. Hey, if you listen to a righteous man, I, I told him, if you will just receive what I have to say, if you just listen to a righteous man, you'll receive the reward. If you'll just listen, receive. Just listen and receive. It'll happen. That's Jesus' promise when you go out. Oh, my goodness. The Holy Spirit told me as we go out and about, he's going to be with us. He told me that a couple months ago. He says, I'm going to be there. When you speak my name, I'm going to be there. Don't be afraid. Just wait. Just wait. Just allow the situation to unfold in front of you, but just listen to the Holy Spirit and wait and speak. It'll come. Hallelujah. It will come. Hallelujah. It will come. Verse 36, he saw the multitudes. He was moved with compassion on them because they fainted. They were scattered abroad, having sheep, no shepherd, right? Sheep, they're like sheep with no shepherd, right? They're lost out there. They're in the fallen state. 
Like when Adam sinned and he fell and he was naked in the fallen state. That's what Jesus said in John chapter 3. That's why they don't run to the light. That's why they don't come to the light. Because they don't recognize the light. Because their deeds are evil. Their ways are evil. Why would they even want to come to the light? They have no knowledge. They're clueless of it. But if you can get the word of God to them, if you can get the name of Jesus, if you can use the word of God to set them free instead of using it to condemn them, right? If you can tell them that I want to take you out of darkness and put you into light. If I want, I can take you out of dark, out of death and put you into life. And I can take you out of the curse and put you in the blessing. If you can get that across to them, if you can get their faith to a point to where they can speak it and release it, you can get something to happen in the name of Jesus, right? That's what this is all about. And the Lord will show them how to live. He'll change them. I can't change people. I couldn't even change me. But the Lord changed me. Oh, glory be to God. The Lord changed me, man. Vic, he changed me, bro. You guys see me standing up here. Man, I came from a motorbike family. I came from a family that did drugs and did all kinds of stuff. I mean, you, if you would have known where I came from, you'd be saying this is a miracle right now, standing right in front of you what the Lord did for me. Hallelujah. <clears throat> he says to him, to his disciples, the harvest is truly plentiful. It's plenteous, but the laborers are so few. Pray, therefore, to the Lord of a harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. So there you see, we want compassion, we want vision. That'll bring a lot of uh, excitement. And we're going to talk about being endued with power. And then start praying, start interceding, right? Start interceding for people. When I went out and I evangelized, I would get the person's name and I would write it down on the list. And if they didn't accept Jesus, what I'd do is I'd go home and I'd just be excited. And I'd say, Lord, I planted the word. I planted the word. And so I would pray every day when I would come home from the Pentagon. I'd just pray over them. We'd go in the parks in Manassas. I'd paint pictures. We'd go all over the place, by the Battle of Bull Run, all those places over there. You know, and we just preach and teach the name of Jesus. People, you know, when you paint pictures, people come up to you. I don't have to go to them. They come to me. And so then I'll start talking to them about Jesus. And the next thing you know, you're planting seeds in them. Some of them get born again. Some of them didn't. But hallelujah, I'd take their names and I'd write it down. And I'd pray over them. Folks, prayer works. It really does work. I mean, it works. So you pray the Lord for the harvest. You intercede for them. You stand in the gap. Isn't that what it said in Ezekiel? I was looking for somebody to stand in the gap, to pray for the land, and I couldn't find anybody. I couldn't find anybody, you know? And, and that really touched me. He couldn't find anybody. So, so he sent Jesus. He died on the cross for us, right? Um. Go, turn over to Matthew chapter 13. I want to show you something because I get this question a lot when we, when we evangelize. Matthew chapter 13. And what I'd like to say in that, where do I want to go? Yeah, let me get over to 13. Okay, let's go to verse 24. Jesus would speak a parable in Matthew chapter 13, verse 24. And he would say this, The kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that sowed a garden, a good garden with good seed in a field. Okay? So I want you to imagine the earth being his garden. Isaiah chapter 5. What more could I have done? I planted the garden. I put the wall around it. I put the wine press on it. I did everything I was supposed to do. And what did I expect to find? I expected to find good fruit. But what did I find instead? Sour grapes, right? And he started explaining... He said, the wall is going to have to come down now. The wall starts coming down. Keep, keep reading this. You'll see what's going on here. But while men, what did the men do in verse 25? What did they do in verse 25? They slept. Who slept? 
Man, we did. Adam slept, right? So what did the enemy do when you sleep? What does the enemy do? What does an enemy do when you're sleeping and you're not on guard? And you're not doing what you're supposed to do. You think a criminal is going to come up to a police officer and say, Hey, I just stole this TV. Could you arrest me? No, he's not going to do that, is he? No, he's not. What's he going to do? He's going to take advantage of the situation. And that's exactly what the devil did. So he goes his way and he tears it. Well, what happens in verse 26? We're expecting blessings. Blessings are supposed to come up. But what comes up instead? Tears. Tears come up. Now, this is where compassion comes in. And this is where the eyes of the Lord come in. In verse 27. So the servants of the householder came, and they said unto him, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in the field? Isn't there a God? Isn't there supposed to be good things going on here? Why are all these bad things happening, right? Didn't you sow good seed? From where did all these bad things come and all these evil things happen? So verse 28, he says unto him, The devil's done it. An enemy's done this. Okay? Verse 28, The servant said unto him, Well, then shouldn't God judge them? Shouldn't he just go in and start throwing lightning bolts around? I mean, if there was a God, wouldn't he do that? Wouldn't he stop it right now? Wouldn't he? Huh? 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 I mean, I get this a lot. You know, and so you just have the eyes of the Lord. You have the compassion of the Lord. And so you just begin explaining this scripture to him. Folks, if God would have done judgment on my life when I was sinning, I would be in hell right now. This is the compassion of Jesus. This is the compassion of the Father. I desire covenant. I desire with the world. I want people. I desire it. I want them to have the knowledge of me. So that's why God is waiting. He's going to wait to the last available second. The last available second. So that everybody has an opportunity to get born again. Because if, if, those, if those angels would have had their way, I'd be in hell right now. We'd all be in hell right now, right? But no, the Lord is merciful. He's compassionate. He wants to use his word in his name to set people free. Oh, my goodness. So the enemy did this. He says, but no, just, just chill out, guys. In verse 29, chill out. Lest while you gather up the tares, you're going to root up the wheat with them. Verse 30, let's let both grow together until the harvest, until the judgment day, okay? That's when I'll do this, all right? Because I want to wait. I want to have compassion. I'll say to the reapers then, go ahead, you can gather the tares. You can bind them, you can put them in the bundles, and you can burn them. And then you can put the wheat, and you can put that wheat inside my barn. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. You know, Smith Wigglesworth did that a whole service one time, and then the Lord broke out at the end of it, and miracles just started happening left and right. All he did was walk around and say, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. That's all he did. Okay? Jesus is alive in you. He's alive in you. He's alive in you. You've been established in righteousness. That's a noun, right? That means a state of being, right? We've been learning about this, right? Isaiah 54. In righteousness. Jesus is talking about what's... I mean, the prophet's talking about Jesus, what's going to happen when he comes. 
In righteousness, you'll be established. You will be far from oppression, and you don't have to be afraid. And from terror, it won't come near you. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. COVID-19 is not going to affect anybody in here in the name of Jesus. I'm going to say it again. Psalms 91 is no joke. I made a vow to the Lord. That's what it says in the next verse. I vowed to the Lord. You're my refuge. You're my fortress. You're my God. I trust in you. You're going to deliver me. Noisome pestilence. That's a disease that's got no cure and makes itself known in the news media. And it's speaking. You don't have to be afraid of that. You're established in righteousness. You don't have to fear. Now, I listen to the Lord. You listen to the Holy Spirit. He'll tell you what to do. Follow his voice. But you don't have to be afraid. No plague or pestilence is going to come near my camp. It's not going to come near my dwelling in the name of Jesus. That means my family. That means my grandchildren. That means everybody that's associated with me. I'm standing in the gap. And I'm going to declare it in the name of Jesus. And I'm going to speak it over your life. I'm speaking it over everybody here. Read Psalms 91 and declare it. Verse 9, David said, why is the Lord going to do these things? Because I made him my refuge. I made him my fortress. I made a vow in verse 2. I made a vow, a vow that I'm going to be, he's going to be my refuge and my fortress. And then the Lord carries on and says, because you know my name. My name, you know it. Genesis chapter 3, Seth had his son, Enoch, right? And he said, that's when men began to call on the name of the Lord. You know my name. I have covenant relationship with you. You can stand on that. And you can speak it in the name of Jesus. You can stand on it and speak it in the name of Jesus. When I was in the military, I was an instructor, okay? I instructed when I was in the Army. I instructed when I was in the Air Force, okay? So I enjoy instructing. I enjoy taking the weapon system, take, taking it apart, and then speaking it. I just enjoyed it. Going to, going to the simulator, firing the FIN-92 FIN Alpha Stinger missile, right? It's about 60 inches long, weighed about 35 pounds, right? 45 seconds of battery power in it. If it flies, it dies. If you're in my range, I'm shooting you down, man. I'm taking you down. You come by me, you're going down. When we went out and we did exercises, and those Cobra helicopters would be flying around, it'd be blue versus orange, I'd stand there and knock those guys right out of the sky. And then I'd stand there, and they'd look at me, and I'd be waving my stinger like, gotcha, gotcha. (laughs) Hallelujah. I mean, we are armed, guys. We're armed. And the Lord has shown us how to use his weapons. Amen in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Psalms chapter 2, verse 8. This is really cool. (laughs) I want you to see something here. This is really fun. Psalms chapter 2, verse 8. I got to get over there. Okay. Ask of me, and I shall give you the heathen for the inheritance, and I'll give you the othermost parts of the earth for a possession. The Lord has been given, Jesus has been given the earth as a possession. Now, what would you do if, you, if the Lord asked you a question for your inheritance? What would you say? <laughs> I mean, what would you ask him for? 
Jesus asked for an inheritance. He asked for that. You know, I was reading in the Psalms where he said he asked life of me. He asked life of me, and I gave it to him. He asked for eternal life, and I gave it. The Lord gave it to him in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. That is your inheritance, folks. That's where your vision is going to be, okay? Are you going to stand in the gap? Let's go to Luke 24, verse 49. I'm just going to read some words here. One of the things we want to do is be endued with power. Luke 24, verse 49. And Jesus is speaking. And he says, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. Tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Power from on high. Power from on high. Passionate power from on high. Passionate power from on high. That's the other thing they taught you to do when you're an instructor. Repeat over and over again. Especially if it's going to be on a test or you want them to learn something. Power. Endued with power from on high. Why am I saying this? Okay? Because I saw in the Word of God... I asked the Lord this in John chapter 15 and verse, you know, I said, Lord, I never saw you. I never saw you with my own eyes. I never walked with you, you know. This is when I got born again, right? And I'm being told to go out and to evangelize, right? And I said, Jesus, I've never, how, I've never seen you. How can I go out and say these things? Let's go over there. We've got to go over there right now. John 15. Lord's leading me somewhere here. John 15. Let's go to verse 26. when you got born again something happened something Moses didn't have something David didn't have David got saturated a lot of times by the Holy Spirit but he didn't have this born again spirit he didn't have the comforter you got him oh my goodness you got him When the Comforter has come, whom I'm going to send unto you from the Father, he's called the Spirit of Truth, which proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. Oh, things have changed now. I got the Holy Spirit in me. And then John 17, when Jesus starts talking about righteousness and how you're going to be established in righteousness, and he's saying that prayer, and he says, I'm going to be in you, you're going to be in me, I'm going to be in the Father, the Father's in me, right? And we're going to go around, and they're going to see my glory through you, right? Let's let that sink in a second. The Holy Spirit's in you. He's going to be the witness for you. He's going to be your mouthpiece. You're going to start speaking And you're going to start saying things. And the Holy Spirit's going to start moving you and using you when you go out. Amen. Amen. I'm just taking my time here, guys. Just waiting on the Holy Ghost, waiting on the Holy Spirit. He told me to look you all in the eye. That's why I'm looking you all in the eye. He's just going to look you in the eye because the Lord loves you and he's in you. And he's going to set things up. He's going to set things up. 
will you be ready when he speaks? Especially in the workplace. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I went to Isaiah chapter 6, and I saw where Isaiah is taken up in the spirit. You've heard me say this testimony before. And those angels are just buzzing around, man. I mean, those little guys are just flying around like bugs around a zapper, man, at nighttime. I mean, they are just buzzing around the Lord. And they are just screaming out, you know, holy, holy, holy is the Lord, right? And uh, I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool, Jesus. These guys are just moving. And so Isaiah is seeing all this, right? And everything's just thundering and shaking. And he just realizes, oh, man, You know, all that life in front of me, all that goodness in front of me, all that righteousness in front of me. And he felt naked and ashamed. And he's like, I'm a dead man now. But the angel takes a coal off the altar and puts it on his lips, right? And says, now you can speak, right? Now, when the angel did that, immediately he begins to hear the voice of the Lord. You're going to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, not many days hence. And when you get endued with this power, this passion, you're going to go out and you're going to speak boldly in my name. You're going to be used by me. You're going to have the power that's inside of you flowing through you, and you're going to be used by me, right? So I saw that. I associated those two things together because as soon as Isaiah said that, Lord, send me. Here I am. Send me. And so I wanted to go into the ministry, right? But I had some guys tell me, um, you better wait until you've trained and you've learned and you've gotten grown up more in the spirit, and you've, you've learned more things about the Holy Ghost. That's when I started applying. That's when I went to do- start doing Dr. Savell's Bible school and all that. But I was going to leave when I was a major in the Air Force and <clears throat> when I was over in England. And thank God I took counsel for other men and women of, of the Lord because they said, yeah, okay, but let the Lord lead you first, right? So I'm kind of like saying to the Lord, what am I going to do? Because I had just left Cape Cod. When I was in Cape Cod, I went out in the streets and evangelized every day, every weekend. And um, the Holy Spirit said this. Remember the madman of Gadara? Remember him? He wanted to walk with Jesus when he got healed. And so Jesus said, no, I want you to stay here, and I want you to go tell everybody in those ten little surrounding cities about what the Lord did for you, right? And so that's what he did. And so I said, all right, Jesus, so I'm in the military, I'm in the Air Force, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to go around and just do what that guy did. I mean, he was howling like a dog. I was howling like a dog before I got born again. So I might as well go do the same thing he did, right? And so now I'm just going to be howling the name of Jesus. So I went out and I started evangelizing. I did it in Cape Cod. Then when I went over in England, I did it in England. Found a nice good church that, that believed in the Lord, that professed the name of Jesus, believed in the baptism of the Holy Spirit in Ealing, the Ealing Christian Center, Pastor, Pastor Richard and Reginder Buxton. And I uh, just went out and I evangelized everywhere on the streets. Just all, every weekend. Right? And the power of the Lord just did so many wonderful things. The Lord is in you. He's in you. Okay? He's in you. The Lord is in you. I got to say this over and over and over again. The Lord is in you. Jesus is in you. Mm. just told the Holy Spirit that I was just going to be led by him tonight. Who here wants to be baptized by the Holy Spirit and hasn't? I mean, wants to be used by God. May not necessarily mean you're in the five-fold ministry, but when you go out and you start to talk to somebody 
like I did a couple months ago when that girl had a knife stuck into her throat and she was robbed and she's standing there and everything she had was stolen. And I go up with a big smile on my face and I said, Jesus is going to restore everything. I just heard from the Holy Ghost. God's going to give you favor today, starting right now. And she just looks at me like I'm some kind of nut, some kind of crazy guy. And I just sit there smiling at her. And the Holy Spirit said, tell her again. I'm going to start showing her favor right now, today, starting right now. So I said it again. God's going to show you favor right now, today. And in two hours, she had all her stuff back. And the police officer said, we've never seen anything like this before. And so by that time, her mother had showed up. We're at the Legrand Plaza. That's where she got this, this thing happened. And so we're standing there, and we all, now she joins hands with me, and we join hands, and we begin to pray to the Lord in the name of Jesus. And um, she went her way, and as she was walking away, I looked at her again. I said, today's the day. Favor's going to follow you from now on. I mean, you know, we did the food outreach with Larry Joe Wright a couple of years ago, and I'm, you know, I'm going out there. It's Christmas time. It's freezing cold out there. And all of a sudden, it, we're almost done with the event that day. And all of a sudden, the Lord says, you see that guy standing over there? And I look. He says, I want to go. I want you to baptize him in the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I'm hearing it just as clear as I'm talking to you. I walk over. I talk to the guy. I say, sir, the Lord wants to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. He goes, okay. He doesn't speak English, right? So I find an interpreter, and I have him come over. So the interpreter starts telling him, the Lord wants to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. I didn't know he got born again seven days ago, right? He had just been born again. And he had just found out about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And he was reading the book of Acts. And he wanted the baptism of the Holy Spirit. His eyes got as big as saucers. I didn't even have to touch him. The presence of the Lord came down. The presence of the Lord just showed up. And the, and the guy starts speaking in tongues. He gets baptized with the Holy Spirit. That's Jesus. That's the fire. That's the compassion of the Lord. I'm going to say it again. Who here wants to be used by God? Who here wants to go out and be used by the Lord? Who wants to? Look at that. We got it? Okay. Who else? Yes. Amen. 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 Yes. Amen. Oh. <laughs> I used to watch Columbo, right? The detective Columbo, right? And everybody thought he was a goofball and a nut. But he always solved the murder, and he was always able to solve the case, you know. And it's like, I'll sit there, and I'll listen to the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Say this, in the name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. Use me. Use me. Move, me. Move me. I'm obedient to your word. I'll do what you say. I know you'll show up. Because your word says you will. Thank you in Jesus' name. <clears throat> Everybody in here is probably baptized in the Holy Ghost. Amen. But you're going to be used by the Lord. I'm looking at winners in here. There's, there's, there's some good outreaches here. Who, who here has been on an outreach in the church? Some kind of outreach with the church, whether it be the mobile food outreach, whatever. Who's done something? Look at all the hands in here. Look at all this. Is this a church on the move? 
The bottom line is, is compassion. We need to have compassion. Compassion in the vision of the Lord. Compassion and vision. Compassion and vision. Compassion and vision. And then pray and intercede. Pray and intercede. Pray and intercede. Those are the three big things. I've asked the Holy Spirit what to do tonight because usually I write things down. I usually do a certain flow. I usually go through them. But tonight I'm doing something a little bit different, guys. So hallelujah. But I know the Holy Spirit's with me. My helper's with me, Vic. He's with me. He's with me. Oh, I have fun with the Holy Spirit. Oh. Hallelujah in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah in the name of Jesus. We're going to wait on the Lord. See, when you go out and you're evangelizing or you're ministering, sometimes you have to wait. Sometimes you just have to sit there and wait for the Holy Spirit to tell you what to do. I listen for a word. I look for an opening. I'm looking for something. I'm looking for something that I can join my faith with theirs so that we can speak the name of Jesus. That's what Paul said in Philippians. He said, let your moderation be known at all hand. The Lord is at hand. So whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good, you start thinking those things. But you bring your petitions before the Lord. You bring it before the Lord. And in times of crisis, that's what you say to him. You say, hey, I'm going to let my my moderation, Jesus is at hand. The Lord is right here. Let's bring our petition before him right now. Bring it before him. We're going to release our faith in the name of Jesus. We're going to release our faith in the name of Jesus. We're going to release our faith in the name of Jesus. We're going to release our faith in the name of Jesus. And you stand there and you look them in the eye and you just smile. We're going to release our faith in the name of Jesus. And you just wait for the Holy Spirit. You just wait. It'll happen. Sometimes you just got to walk around. It'll happen. Oh, my goodness, Lord. Okay. Hallelujah. These are the last days. These are the last of the last days. And the harvest is plentiful. We need laborers. We need you to go out. You're a carrier of God's presence. You have something to say. Right? And you have a sphere of influence. And in the name of Jesus, you're going to do this in Jesus' name.
There's promotion coming. There's promotion coming. It's coming. It's coming. The Lord works behind the scenes. He's working. Oh, Lord, how great is your goodness that you've laid up for those that fear you, that you've wrought for those that trust in you before the sons of men. I mean, he's laid it up. It's there. And he's going to rot it. He's going to, what he's basically saying is, I'm going to show it. I'm going to show it. I had people ask me when I was in the military, how'd you get that job? How'd you get that? How'd you get promoted? How'd you get those things? And I said, it was the Lord. No, really, yeah, it was the Lord. I had generals come up to me and not even understand it, how I even got there. And I told them, it's the Lord. No, no, really. No, seriously, it's the Lord. But then when, they, but then when you know, there were situations going on, they'd come to me to pray, to pray with them, right? And I'd pray with them. And the Lord would answer the prayer. And the Lord would do it. There's promotion coming. There's promotion coming. Where's, where's Eric Jackson? Is he, is he? Is he in the back, brother Eric? Is he? Is he in the back? Yeah. There's promotion coming. There's yeah. Go ahead, go ahead and go get him. There's promotion coming. There's promotion coming. Brother Eric, come on up here, man. There's promotion coming. Now, we're, we're going to stretch our hands. There's promotion coming in the name of Jesus. The Lord has been working, right? He's been working. He's been working behind the scenes. He's been watching you at the workplace. He's, he's moving things. He's adjusting things. There's promotion coming in Jesus' name. Amen. There's promotion coming. Brother Brad, there's promotion coming, bro. In the name of Jesus, there's promotion coming. In the workplace, there's promotion coming in Jesus' name. There's promotion coming in the name of Jesus. Promotion is coming in Jesus' name. Then, then you can just smile and tell them it's Jesus. Sister Janice, Janice Smith. Oh, my goodness, girl, restoral. Restoral in the name of Jesus. You're a daughter of Abraham. The Lord loves you. He's seen your heart. You've been obedient. You've come to this church. You've helped on outreaches. He sees all that. Restore them. I was in Cape Cod. I just had that nasty divorce. This little dude came up from, um, oh, what, what was he at? Tobago? What's the name of that island? Trinidad, Tobago? It just, yeah, little guy, right? I, I never knew this. Never met him in my life. And he comes up to me, restoral, restoral. You're going to get restoral. I was like, who is this guy? I never. I found out later who he was. He just walked up and told me, I, I receive it in the name of Jesus. Man, don't you know he was right? <laughs> I was like that. Everything just took off right from there. Hallelujah in the name of Jesus. I, I wanted, This is the open hand of the Lord. I want to share something with you, okay? Because um, this is the open hand of the Lord, and I had a situation with my car that was going to cost me $7,000 to fix. $7,000. And the parts weren't even there, and you were going to have to wait at least 30 days to get the part. 
right? Now, I, I want you, these are testimonies of the open hand of the Lord for restoral. And so, I'm not going to pay that money for that. I'm not going to do that. So I just left it there at the, at the dealership. They called me up, told me to come get it. I said, no, I'm not. I'm leaving it there. I said, I'm not going to pay that. And they said, well, you got to pay the money to get it fixed. I said, no, I ain't going to pay that much money to get it fixed. These guys wouldn't honor the, the long story short was, is they weren't going to honor the warranty that I had, I had purchased on that thing. And um, so Ecclesiastes chapter 8, right? The, the word has been spoken. The hand of the Lord has been given, right? His hand is open. So I'm not going to get hasty from the Lord. I'm not going to run out. I'm going to be careful. I'm not going to be stupid with my mouth and start saying dumb things. So I just told him no. And so I waited over the weekend. And um, they called back again on the, on the Monday. You need to come get your car. No, I'm not going to. No, leave it there. I'm thinking I'll get a new car, but I'm not paying that much money for it. I'm not going to pay that, right? I'm not satisfied. I'm not a satisfied customer right now, you know? <laughs> That's what I told them. I said, I am not a satisfied customer right now. I said, my car doesn't have that many miles on it. And that doesn't happen to transmissions. They don't do that. I was like, something's wrong. You know, and so they said, all right, well, let me talk to my boss. Well, the boss said, no, you're going to pay the whole deal. I, I don't care. I'm going to leave it there. I'm, I'm not going to do anything. I'm waiting on the Lord. But I'm not going to pay that price. And I'm not going to get into fear over it, right? This is the open hand of the Lord, the year of his open hand, right? And... Uh, <laughs> Well, let me talk to the regional manager. Nope, they're not going to budge, right? Well, why don't you call the manufacturer? So I call the manufacturer, right? Manufacturer contacts me. You know, this is like two weeks now, you know. Contacts me, comes back, and they say this. They say, no, we're not going to lower the price. Well, then I'm just going to sell the car. I got brand new tires on it. You know, I paid over 1000 bucks to put tires on it, all this stuff. You just deduct what it is, and you just give me what money it's worth. Maybe, but I'm not going to get it fixed. You know, well, we don't want to do that. Well, well then I'm just going to leave it there, you know. So they finally moved it. Well, the one guy that was the liaison for me who kept going back and forth, God bless him. <laughs> and I didn't yell at him or scream at him. I just talked to him like I'm talking to you. And um, you, you got it. This is so hilarious. He says, well, I tell you what, there is another guy that's coming who's boss over all these other bosses. Let me talk to him, right? So they tell me, all right, well, we'll take half off of it, which is basically they give me my money back for my warranty because I spent $4,000 for a warranty on that. So they gave me the money back for the warranty, and then the Lord gave me the money for the, the rest of it, and I got it paid. And uh, so I just want to, you know, thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus for that, you know. But it, but it took a whole month to do this, you know. But I don't tell everybody this, you know, because you don't you got to be careful who you talk to, right? You have to be careful who you talk to when the, when the Lord starts moving. Folks, we, we, when we go out and we evangelize and, and you're speaking words, right, you have to be careful what you're agreeing to and what you're speaking with, right? And don't back down from the word of God when he's doing this. Don't back down in the name of Jesus. Don't back down. Don't be ashamed of the name. Don't be ashamed of it. But don't back down. Do what Paul said. Let your moderation be known. Hey, the Lord is at hand. But let your words be right. Let your words be right in every situation that you're in. So and so, thank you. Folks, thank you for this in the name of Jesus. Thank you for all this tonight in the name of the Lord. I wanted to go in a certain direction, but I think 
the Lord is working with me on something here. And um, when I got filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in the Holy Spirit, he said, I will confess the name of Jesus in the heavens. I'll confess the name of Jesus on the earth. And I will confess that Jesus is the Christ. So I speak into the heavens. Job 22, 28, it says it. Once a word is decreed in the heavens and once it's established, it is done. And it'll be ha- and it'll happen in the earth if you let the light of the Lord move you and guide you in the earth. It'll be done. So once you decree it, this thing is established. And the Lord is decreed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for what you said tonight. I thank you for the words that came out tonight. Lord, this was a little bit unusual for me, but in the name of Jesus, We've done what you said. It's compassion and it's vision that you have. It's Hesed, Lord. It's Hosea 6.6. For some reason, you've been wanting me to get that out of there. Your desire is to have compassion. Your desire is to have Hesed in the name of Jesus. And your desire is to use us to show that passion and to reveal that knowledge of the Lord in the name of Jesus. And I thank you right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, that everyone in here is going to go out and do what the Lord's called them to do in the name of Jesus. They're not going to be ashamed of your name, Jesus. Just like what we read in Philippians chapter 2, the name of Jesus is above all names. And at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess in the heavens, in the earth, and beneath the earth that Jesus is the Christ. And I thank you for it. There's going to be healings. We're going to hear testimonies now in the name of Jesus. There's going to be healings at the workplace. There's going to be healings at home in the name of Jesus. There are going to be words spoken in the name of Jesus. And it's going to come to pass. Their words will not fall to the ground. It will come to pass in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. God bless you all. God bless you, Lord. Thanks, Pastor Joseph.